What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Van Jefferson, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com and presented by mybookie.ag, where you can use promo code ROSTER for a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 to get all your big action. And all the big action tonight, Byron, is going to be on the waivers tonight or tomorrow, depending on where you play. I mean, where do we even start, dude? Just if we, uh, you tweeted out it was a bloodbath week two. In fantasy football, it's a bloodbath around the whole league, really. But um, fantasy football, man, like it's almost. If your team wasn't hit, you're probably in the. You're, I mean, you're probably in the definitely in the in the minority. I say majority of fantasy owners got hit at least somewhere. What the hell's going on, brother? Well, it'll forever be known as Bloody Sunday, Alex. That was a. Uh, that was an ugly. Ugly week two there, man. And, you know, injuries in the healthier players is always a key component to performing well in your fantasy football league. But, I mean, literally, I think you could go into your league standings right now and see that probably like half the teams in your league just got like a crowbar across the shins, man. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, just having a healthy team at this point is – going to be just a huge advantage and a, and a blessing and we'll see I'm, I'm curious to see i would expect that a lot of this is due to the streamlined off season and I, you would think there'll be a tipping point here where guys finally get into shape and maybe maybe these injuries let up a little bit so maybe if you were able to uh get through unscathed here you know kudos to you you got lucky and keep your uh, foot on the pedal here and if not like you said alex it's it's a monster week on the waivers because of that. And I mean, you said, where do you start? I think it's easy where to start. I mean, we, we started last week by telling you guys that uh, one of the best ways to work this sheet every week is to look for the guys that are maybe a little bit lower down and watch them rise up the sheet from week to week. And uh, I mean, one of those guys last week that we made the, I made the argument I thought could have lived at the very top of the sheet last week, Alex, well, he's at the top of the sheet this week, and it looks like he's a bona fide young running back in an excellent situation with an absolute nut matchup uh, this week. And uh, so I'd like to begin. I think it's easy to begin with Joshua Kelly of the Los Angeles Chargers. Our boy, the all-senior bowler, who if like, man, if you've been watching us here or you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we've been talking about Joshua Kelly since the senior bowl. We've been talking about him since late January. Uh, he's owned in every single one of my leagues because he was drafted in every single one of my leagues. And, you know, this is 
this is one of the benefits of you know being a being a roster watch member year round was you know getting to getting to get the intelligence from right there on the ground in Mobile, Alabama. That this guy Joshua Kelly could actually do something, and um, I I never thought of Justin Jackson as any sort of real threat to what he would be able to do as a compliment to Austin Eckler. And I mean, geez, I mean, I think now that, the, you know, it's just like one of these deals, like now that you've seen it kind of like with the, kind of like with Justin Herbert, which was just so wild. I haven't talked to you about that, but really wild to see Justin Herbert, another senior bowler that went on to the chargers, another all senior bowler from this last year, seeing him out there. Like I just, like you can't, it's 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 just hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? Like it's it's, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. You've seen it. You can, I mean, Tyrod Taylor's not going to take that job back. I don't give a shit what Anthony Lynn said after the game. I mean, Anthony, can you believe that Anthony Lynn after that goddamn game? Just just as, as an aside, they they asked him, you know, what he's seen out of uh, Justin Herbert, and this asshole goes on to say. Uh, well, we ended up losing the football game. So, like, I don't think I saw much out of him. When it was his dumbass, it was his dumbass play calling down at the goal line. When the, did, I mean, didn't they have first and goal at one point down there before they had to kick a field goal after they'd already seen Butker already kick a 58-yarder? And they know that Patrick Mahomes could fling it down the whole field with two, two flips of his wrist? You know? Why didn't – I mean, I heard Michael Lombardi talking about this on his podcast, but how do you not have – how do you, how do you not as the head coach? How do you not call down to your off, offensive coordinator? What's his name? Steichen, Shane Steichen. That's right, right? Steichen. How do you not just call that guy and say, "All right, let's let's get our three best plays, maybe our four best plays, because we know that Butker can kick this thing in from fucking Dakota. We know that we don't want to let Patrick Mahomes have the football back at the very end. We know that getting him in field goal range is getting him sixty yards out." And the plays you run are, just, are like you're, you're jamming Joshua Kelly up the middle. It's just it's ridiculous. And for so for him to say that, for him to say that he's not even sure that, that Justin Herbert's going to be the starter after he takes the, he takes he takes Patrick Mahomes to overtime is is asinine to me. So that genie can't go back in the bottle. I don't give a shit what Anthony Lynn says. Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson's not taking his job back. He's not. I mean, you give Joshua Kelly, you 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 hang in with the Chiefs. Giving Joshua Kelly 25, to, 25 touches, including three targets, on 52% of snaps. It's a 50-50 split with him and Austin Eckler. And it's a and and and, and it's a and it, it, it's a good one-two punch. So go go get Josh Kelly. He can really, really help you out this season if you've been bit by the running back injury bug with any of this you know, Le'Veon Bell or you know. Certainly, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, et cetera. Yeah, I think they just have. There's a role for a guy like that with the Chargers, and we know he's he's just a good player, right? And um, I think they're going to have to lean on the run this year, clearly. And by the way, Justin Herbert looks awesome. I mean, that looks like a franchise. That looks like a franchise changer. Looks like a franchise changer for the Chargers, so that's awesome for them. Did you, um, were you were you at all expecting that he could, could because yeah. it was it, it, it was what it these was, guys look like at this point, man. It's so refreshing to see a nice, live, fresh, young arm with pop and snap come in, 
especially a big body guy like that can move around. Like I thought it was exactly what we saw at the senior bowl, man. Just, I just didn't good quarterback. I thought it was going to be a good quarterback for him to develop. I didn't think he was going to be able to go through his reads as well as he was and just dice these guys apart. Justin Herbert helps Austin Eckler immensely. He helps Keenan out. I, I mean, I, I, I've just, I'm, we're, we're a little bit behind today with getting this thing out. So I, I need to, uh, I've been trying to just kind of catch up on the usage and the targets and stuff, but I mean, Keenan Allen back up to Keenan Allen back up to double digit targets. He's rejuvenating Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry went six for 83, you know, Austin Eckler, you know, Henry's had a strong start to the season. Actually, he, 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 he at least targeted Austin Eckler four times. That's four X with what Terod Taylor did versus a much weaker opponent uh, in Cincinnati. So I think what Justin Herbert does is like this. All signs are pointing up for the Chargers' offense. Joshua Kelly is still available, and uh, I guess what he has to be available in less than a certain percentage of leagues for you to put him up on here, Byron. Yeah, so, he was available. He 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 was available in still like over forty percent of leagues. It might have been it might have been closer to fifty. He was available in more leagues than I thought he would be available in. So I was uh, very just, pleased to put him on. The just sheet. none that I play in. None, none, <laughs> none that I play in. Uh, well, let's see. Another guy, one guy is available in one, one league that I play in. That's a competitive league with a lot of you assholes that I'm not, um, that I was going to, you know, going to figure that maybe Devonte Freeman had been snatched up. What do you think, man? Devonte Freeman, New York giants. Is he, Somebody puts a gun to your head, says, do you want Devontae or do you want Josh Kelly? What are you saying? So I see they're kind of in the same tier. I, I wouldn't mind picking up either of them. I think I think Devontae Freeman's probably a lot closer to being washed than Joshua Kelly is. They yeah, pretty, I'd take Kelly. Pretty equally, I would take Kelly. Pretty I would equally take Kelly. bad offensive lines, but maybe. Yeah, I just – I mean, Kelly – I would take Kelly based on the fact that I feel really confident about playing him this week in a great matchup at home against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, oh, what yeah. else can you hope for? I mean, he's if just he's, got so much – he's got so much juice, man. He's got so much juice. I just – it's probably – it could be close when this season's said and done, um, and you never know what's going to happen with the rookie, but I don't think you know what's going to happen with the veter- old kind of tired veteran that's, you know – not been in training with with the team for all these months. I mean, you see these guys going down with injuries. Who knows what's going to happen with Devontae Freeman? But I, I think you have to look at Freeman as a flex with some kind of RB2 upside, Whether even if it's low-end RB2 upside, especially in any type of PPR format. So, I, you know, look, the bottom line is people have been uh, just – it's been a demolition derby, you know, people's running backs so far in the first two weeks. So – People aren't going to have a choice but to go after Devontae Freeman this week, Alex. What would you set the over-under on for Joshua Kelly's pricing on DraftKings this week? I, I just went and looked. What do, you, what do you think it is? 5,700. 5K. He's, I mean, he's going to be a smash. It's the number one matchup of the week. I just did the matchup tool. Um, dude. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. What about what about Jarek McKinnon? Uh, what about Jarek McKinnon? Now we know that Raheem Mostert is going to be out for a little while. It looks like Tevin Coleman actually is going to be out for a little bit more of an extended period than we even thought. We got our guy uh, Ronald Martinez here in the chat saying that he's he's going trashy with Jermichael Hasty, the the uh, an- another senior bowler from from this year, managed by our friends over at, over at Team Sports Agency as well. Um, 
He says he's turning into a baby trash man. Juan <laughs> Martinez. I don't think you're that trashy, brother. Um, we all we all do at some point, Ronald. At least the uh, <laughs> the wise ones do. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what, though. It sounds like Ronald's been following us uh, for months, right? I mean, oh, Ronald Martinez. Like, oh no, man, Ronald yeah. Martinez was a long time roster watch nation member. He he actually, um, what is it? Fuel fuel off road, like the you know those 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 hoodies trash man and I wear around. That's his yeah. company. So yeah, I mean, he's oh, in cool. just the care packages. So it sounds yeah, shout like out Amanda Ronald sounds, Martinez and fuel fuel. Sounds fuel like off. because it that, that goes all the way back to our interest in Jamichael Hasty from the Senior Bowl and through the NFL draft process and a lot of good reports out of training camp. A guy with a, a lot of three down capability that uh, the sounds like the 49ers actually like a lot internally and um Man, they've been hit pretty hard at the top of that depth chart. So there's a little talk he might come off the practice squad. Ronald, I had you uh had you in mind, man, because Hasty made the sheet this week. Yeah, he did. I was just checking. I'm like, I hope Byron put him on. He did put him on. But Jared McKinnon is just just right up right up here at the top. And, and I mean, it's easy to forget that Jared McKinnon was signed at one point to a top five, uh, a top five deal. You know, at, at the running back position, like Shanahan at one point went out and targeted Jared McKinnon and paid him, and paid him. You know, gave him a good contract, paid him to be a feature back, and. He's gonna he's gonna get the he's gonna get the opportunity here. Um, now the 49ers just a banged up banged up mess of a team, but you know on only three touches only three touches in week two on twenty one percent of snaps he got seventy seven yards and a touchdown. So he's been super efficient. You know how when well, he you looks add, great, he looks really good. He got a lot of a lot of pep. So I think if you're in trouble, it's a look. They're playing the Giants this week. So yeah, it's something you gotta really up. consider. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I I I know that I own I I drafted McKinnon in one of our deeper leagues, and I'm you know now that Paris Campbell's hurt in one of my bottom of the roster flex spots, I've been playing around with maybe getting him in. So um, just plus Shanahan, that, it's just a Shanahan run game is so beautiful. It's a thing of beauty and precision, and nobody does it better, man. So you like uh, if you think you're getting a running back with volume in that situation, you you're you're pretty interested. We talk on the on the side of the sheet of paper. It gives you recommendations for um, for the free agent budget bid that you should put in on each of these guys, and sort of puts them in their own tiers. Um, Jarrett McKinnon not quite in the tier with Kelly and Freeman, but man, like it's going to be a week where you're gonna you're gonna want to spend up. I'm surprised that you didn't put Mike Davis in the same tier as Jarrett McKinnon, Byron. Uh, he was tar- he got targeted more than Christian McCaffrey once he got in the game for the Carolina Panthers. Um, is it just because it's only going to be more of a kind of more of a four to four to six week kind of thing? I just here's here's my concern with McCaffrey. Um, we what what if the Panthers are like two and six in week eight when McCaffrey is back? You would think Matt Rule and those guys are trying to kind of build for the future and everything are going to really just jam McCaffrey back in there in, in, a, in a lost season after they paid him so much money and, and, and committed to him for such a long-term in, – in such a long-term manner. I mean, they might take their time with him. I think ultimately – I kind of think so. I kind of think that this could be a whole lost season for, for McCaffrey. Those high ankles, man, look at – I mean, look at Saquon last year. It was kind of a lost season. 
And now this is happening right in the middle of the season. It's going to be four to six weeks as it is. And the Panthers aren't going to win any damn football games. They are super bad. They're not good. The defense is, is just brutally awful. They're going to get run over every single week. And if they have nothing to play for by the time McCaffrey's – I just I, – I, I worry that we're not going to get full workhorse Christian, Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the season. And if Miles – or not Miles Sanders. <laughs> he's not quite a Miles Sanders. If Mike Davis – if he is, you know, if he's gonna be catching these footballs, like, I mean, what did he get? He, did he get eight targets? I think he had. I mean, I'm just that's just from my memory from the game. Just I'm looking at the box scores afterwards. He got eight targets in that game on 33 percent of snaps. So, um, I, I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited about Mike Davis. So, I mean, I would I would consider him kind of right with Jared McKinnon. You have him in a slightly different tier. I don't. I have I have no qualms with it. I was just sort of wondering if what your line of thinking what line of thinking was or whether you kind of thought about the angle I was maybe once McCaffrey's back if he's not 100% like what's the point if you're Matt Rule and if you're Joe Brady well I I don't think you're ever going to play Mike Davis as a flex when Christian McCaffrey comes back even if your logic prevails in this situation Alex so I don't know. For me it's just the idea that it's Mike Davis dude. I mean we got a lot it's it's my how much are you going to how people blew their load last week on Nime Hines. I mean, how many times are you going to touch the stove and get burned? We're talking about Mike Davis here. He's had a lengthy history of disappointment. And I think he's good in like a couple games here and there. He can be good. Can he, can he, I know they don't have anybody else in the stable right now. So that sets a pretty good path out for him. I mean, I just think you got to be careful about going crazy on Mike Davis. Um, and, and it's not a great matchup this week either. I mean, he's at the Chargers. That's a difficult matchup. I'm looking at, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the rest of the sheet here, and just kind of going down some of these guys. Like, which 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 one of these guys down a little bit further down the sheet could we be talking about in a few weeks that we're saying, you know, is like the Joshua Kelly of last week. He's a little bit further down the sheet, but somebody that you we were saying we made specific note. I don't think that there's as strong a candidate as Joshua Kelly was last week, right? <laughs> it was further no, down. No, I mean, you could maybe make an outside argument for McKissick. I think you could talk about Damian Harris coming off the IR. I think you could talk maybe about LaMichael P. Ryan with the Jets, even though I'm not interested in really in the Jets, any of the Jets players with the 10-foot Pull and, you know, probably we'll have Bell coming back into that mixture. So I think that's probably a real long shot. But I'd say Damian Harris and maybe J.D. McKissick on the running back side, Alex. Probably Harris, right? To me, it's to, to me it's easily Miles Gaskin. Yeah, it could be Gaskin. It could if, he has be Gaskin. Another, if, if he has another uh, week where he plays as much as he keeps – if he has one more week playing this much, people are going to finally realize that he's – I mean, is he just the starter there? Is he the starter uh, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the Dolphins? It's just, he I mean, can, I don't think he so. But I mean, we'll sixty-five percent of snaps. Look, I was a huge Gaskin guy when he came out of Washington. Man, yeah. I actually had him ranked really similarly with Devin Singletary. He didn't have quite the elusive uh, ability, but he had good three-down capability. He was a hard, kind of a hard, squirrely guy to get down, and not a huge guy, but built solidly for his frame. So. I've always been a Miles Gaskin fan, man. So I, I like to see it. I just again seven it's trusting the situation in Miami. Seven targets, sixty-five yeah. percent of snaps. Like they're gonna be behind all the time. Jordan Howard's not gonna take take 
looks away from him in the passing game and these all well, these what bad they games. What did they trade for Matt Breida for? It doesn't make any sense, you know. They, play, yeah, play, they it, trade it for Matt be, Breida. It could be Gaskin. I think that's that's sneaky. He's a good player. He's Gaskin. a good player. I think the other thing to watch, though, is like they're probably going to be making a quarterback change in Miami soon too, right? They're already 0-2. Like, I don't know how much it – you know, bringing Herbert in actually seemed to help the running backs with the Chargers. So it did just seem to help it. It's like – it was like a sign from God. It was like a resurrection. Could be the same thing if Tua comes yeah. in for uh, for the Dolphins. So that, that's sneaky, Gaskin. That's a sneaky one. I like it. Okay. okay. Um, Three down capability, man. That's what you want in your running backs. What about the uh, what about the wide receivers here? You keep on having to move Lavisca Chenault up and up and up. Yeah, I can't believe how low his ownership Again, is i mean like josh kelly drafted in every single one of my leagues <laughs> he's just like a must-own guy gardner Minshew looks good jaguars look all right chenault's a big part of this offense he didn't get the touchdown this time but it was like eight more targets eight targets 70 something yards i mean that guy's a beast man and they got him touches I, I got him some unorthodox touches this last week too it wasn't all targets so i think it's exactly what you, I mean, this is exactly what we expected leaving Jaguar. We said he would be featured early and often and frequently in this offense. We're seeing it right out of the gate. And I think it's only more good things to come for Chanel. Like, dude, if you need a wide receiver flex, he absolutely should be owned in your league, man. I would put a solid bid in on LaVisca Chanel. Yeah. And, and, and they're, and they're, it's like you said, man, like they're, they're letting him run the football. Yeah. They're, they're letting him run the football. So, uh, I think that, I think that that's, uh, He's a perfect player for that offense. They there's a they need a guy like that. He's a he's a great fit in Jacksonville. I saw some of the other guys you have up in this. Some of these other guys you have up in this top tier. I mean, I would I would. Uh, there's a little bit of re, you know. I I I'd leave it to you. I leave it to your devices. I know you have your your process here. What is the what is it about? Um, because I see it's, 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 it's funny, man. Ronald Martinez Jr. And the chat is asking about this. The exact guy I was about to ask about, which is Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, um, do you just, do you think Paris Campbell's just going to be back sooner than, sooner than later? I mean, if it's just a M- MCL or a PCL, he could just be out two to three weeks, which would definitely hurt Michael Pittman Jr. And we also have guys like Mo Ali Cox coming on. We have Trey Burton that's going to be coming off of IR. People are talking about Zach Pascal. I mean, I like Michael Pittman. I just don't think you have to go bananas to get him. And are you going teams. bananas? To, are you are you, you going to go bananas to get Nikhil Harry or Mike Williams? Uh, I think you got, could, if I needed a wide receiver, I think those are two guys you have to seriously consider thinking about spending spinning up a little bit on. Yeah, man. I mean, Cam Newton throwing for four hundred yards looks amazing. I think Nikhil Harry had twelve targets this last week. Like. I think that situation's on the uptick, man. And then Mike Williams is a little bit hit or miss, and I'm a little bit worried about the quarterback situation. But like the end of the day, he's a he's a he's a good starting receiver that's going to get a pretty good share of targets. Like I think you could just say, I mean, he's a veteran. Like he's just a little bit, in my opinion, on the on if I'm looking at the season on in its entirety, a, just probably a little bit more of a reliable option than, you know, than the rest of the guys on the list at that position. Not to say there aren't some guys down lower that might be able to pop or have more upside, but it's like we say every week, it's not a mandate to go after the guys at the top. Like some, the best strategy often is to go farm the guys from the bottom and uh, groom them on your bench, uh, watch their value, you know, rise across your league and just enjoy the, uh, the, the, the dividends. But 
you know, not everybody has that luxury. Some people need a wide receiver this week. Like if you need a wide receiver this week or next week, or, you know, in the interim, like Mike Williams is a guy you have to look at if he's available. And Mike Williams should be owned in most, in any 12 teams. Let me, so. let me just, let me just clear this up, man. There's people, there, there's some people in twin, uh, in the comments saying that they placed Campbell on IR ending his season this afternoon. It doesn't end your season to get put on IR this, this year. It's a it's a it's a COVID IR this year. It's only three weeks, and it, and it's a and it's a tool that teams are using to make roster moves. So it's an MCL PCL. Frank Reich said earlier today that it, he could he could miss some time, so he's going to miss at least three weeks. But he's not going to he's not out for the seat. You don't you don't you don't miss a season with an MCL PCL. And it's also um, Philip Rivers. I mean, I don't know. I again, I think like Pittman is a really good target this week. He's just not a guy you have to. I think spend a boatload on in most leagues to, to get him, or at least I yeah. probably wouldn't, you know, uh, let's see. Um, the, and then the, I, that's, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't really gone deep into looking at Nikhil Harry, but 12 targets, Jesus, that is, dude, he's a beast, man. He's like, he's, they, if they start feeding him, he's going to pay off, man, him and Edelman. That's a nice combo for Cam Newton throwing the football better than I can ever remember. He looks We're amazing. getting some questions about whether and, – and we'll have – look, if you guys have questions about guys who you can drop, throw them in the chat, and at the end of the pod, I'll, I'll ask Byron about whether or not these players are droppable. There are some that I've sort of thought about myself, but we always do that so we can give you an idea of the players that we would drop for some of these players at the very top. Um, but, I mean, you you hold on to Paris Campbell, right, Byron? I, I own Paris Campbell in a few leagues, and I'm not dropping him in deep 12-team leagues. I think he'll be back in three to four. Depends weeks. on your situation. I mean, I don't think he's a must hold, but and I would probably try to hold him. By the way, Alex, the other thing I'm looking at here: the top receivers uh, on the waiver this week: Lavisca Chenault, the number three matchup of the week at home against the Dolphins. Nikhil Harry, just outside the top twelve. It's a good matchup at home against the Raiders. Forty-eight point expected game total, and then I mean. Mike Williams at home against the Carolina Panthers, a top 10 matchup. Uh, another reason to be interested in all those guys, man. The Panthers are just, the Panthers are just so, so bad this year. It's just, it is, it is um, just, it's, I can't, I can't even, words can't describe. I'm just getting choked up. Even talking. <laughs> trying to think of a word. It's just, it's just they really, they really, really are bad. That'd be uh, an interesting team if they got the number one overall pick. Oh yeah. Um, what about I'm trying to look? KJ Hamler's an interesting kind of pickup right now, right? Cortland Sutton done for the year, and he's been KJ Hamler's been getting a bunch of lip service from Vic Fangio. Um, I didn't look, but I think I, I remember him being a you know somewhat. I thought he was somewhat involved. Oh shit! Sixty-two percent of snaps and seven targets. He was more involved than Jerry Judy was when the, when they played. Well, Pittsburgh. Jerry Judy came. He got banged up. Oh right, right. Yeah, sixty-two percent uh, of snaps versus fifty-seven. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think Hamler's um, an awesome target, man. Uh, you know what? The quarterback situation's way up in the air. Uh, that could be. A half the season before we see Locke. Maybe it'll be sooner, but I I, I didn't think that uh, – who was that, Driscoll that came in? He was actually slinging it around. I mean, I don't know, man. Judy still was able to make some hay a little bit. So you wish Locke was in there without Sutton. You'd really feel good about Hamler, but I definitely think he's a guy, you know, you can look at. 
this week. I mean, I'm, I would be interested in K, KJ Hamler if I needed an ad and like, you know, the other guys above him were gone. How about the tight ends? Uh, one of our favorites, another senior bowler, Drew Sample, just comes through. It was looking like CJ Uzumo was going to be the dude to pick up. That Burrow was, you know, that Burrow was going to target sort of in that same role with a Justin Jefferson, kind of over the middle slot wide receiver slash, you know, move the chains kind of guy. Do you think? Do you think that Drew Sample is going to continue with this? Just what <laughs> all just target monster type of type type of play i'm definitely interested in going out and getting them this week i mean drew sample the tight end that i've loved ever since we saw him at the senior bowl alex i thought he had a big week at the senior bowl it was kind of a weak tight end class and he wasn't a player that was talked about much among like the mainstream sports media but you could definitely tell that people inside the NFL circles like Drew Sample, and it's pretty evident why, man. I mean, at the Senior Bowl, I just I thought he was very sneaky, athletic, good hands, um, looked like a viable blocker. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about this one. I don't think that uh, we're going to get 60 attempts a game from Burrow, but yeah, I think Drew Sample is going to get a lot of targets. Um, I, I don't, I, it may not continue at that clip, but I would expect to, he's going to still be pretty involved. So yeah, I, I, I think you're getting a good player. That's going to get the targets, uh, good game scripts, you know, for him. So yeah, I, I'm, I think you can definitely be interested in Drew sample. And you know, the thing about him is usually we wouldn't spend more than minimum on any really tight end on the wire. I mean, it's rare. We spend more than minimum, but you shouldn't have to spend much more than minimum on sample. And I think there's a real chance like he could be just your starter the rest of the season. People are asking about Mo Alley Cox. I, I, I just, I worry that, you know, they had talked so much about what a big part of that offense that Trey Burton was and we're expecting him back week four. So when we get Trey Burton back, we get Jack Doyle back, you know, I, I mean, I think that Mo Alley Cox might turn back into a pumpkin, but certainly, I mean, what, he's, what he was able to do on five targets, you know, I've heard some, I forgot who I heard say it on Twitter. It's like, it's so full, you know, Jack Doyle is never going to have a five target, 111 yard game. It's just, that's not good. That's not going to happen. So um, that could be another thing, you know, genie out of the bottle is pretty, pretty hard to put back in. Any final takes on tight end before you want to get into, um, quarterbacks or streaming defense not necessarily i thought it was interesting what tyler eifert did last week you're reminded that he's reunited with jay gruden in this whole deal too man i weren't those two were together back in cincinnati if i can remember correctly yeah and and eifert's i guess first first two years or something like that um the uh the one thing I wanted to point out is that we haven't gone in exact order here. So if, if you want to know Byron's exact free agent budget bid recommendations and how he stacks these players up in their tiers, you can go to rosterwatch.com. Go over there and get a pro membership. Sign up is quick and it's easy. And uh, before we move on to this next part, wherever I ask, ask him if the, which players we can drop and get those loaded up in chat. If you have, if you have questions about like, should, should I drop this dude or should I drop this dude? Am I cool to drop him? Load them up in chat. I have a couple written here. First, we tell you that it is fall already, if you can believe it or not. And my bookie, at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survival pools, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. 
Select from hundreds of futures bets so you can bet games in real time with my bookies live betting. Put that big brain of yours to use. Use promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. So what that is is new customers are going to receive a 100% deposit match. That's double your first deposit for any amount up to $1,000. So if you wanted to put $100 in on mybookie.ag to gamble with or make your prop bets with or you know, playing a – playing a, a weekly you know survivor pool or super contest you get an extra 100 on top of that but you have to use promo code roster thousands of cross sport wagers props and parlays await sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory your winning season begins today only at my bookie and you can only get that new depositor deposit bonus 100 by using promo code roster okay Byron, the people want to know if they can drop these idiots. They want to know if they can drop these assholes. I've made a list. Jordan Howard. I mean, yeah, you could drop him for somebody like I would drop him for maybe, uh, you know, any of the top five running backs on the list. We already talked about Paris Campbell. Matt Breida. Just double check here. So we had Matt Breida, 21% snap count, eight touches, two targets. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty ugly, man. 11% <laughs> for Jordan Howard. Yeah, I mean, I think you can drop – yeah, you could drop, drop either of those guys if you have to. Tevin Coleman. You just can't afford – you can't play that game. What are you doing? What are you really doing if you're playing that game? It doesn't make any sense. No. If if, if you don't have the guy that's not – if you don't have the Dolphins running back that's popping right now, then what the hell are you doing? You're literally just going to like stash one of those guys and wait to see if they pay off later in the season. I don't know. What about – I'm just – I'm just asking the questions. What about Tevin Coleman? Uh, I'm – that's close, you know, that's close. Maybe for, again, for the top, I probably would only drop him for the top three I, to five running backs I, on the sheet. I have, a different, I have a different opinion. If you have him on your team, fucking drop him. Drop pick him. Up some, pick up somebody else. See if you can get somebody to create. I mean, he's going to be out. I mean, I'm just saying that him. when you look below that, I guess, yeah, I guess why not? Drop him for a Miles Gaskin. I just think it's for fair. Somebody. Just get him yeah, off your team. That's fair. Um, it's unfortunate Keelan, because he could have had a sucks. little bit of a crack here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Keelan Cole, somebody asked in, in the chat. I mean, Trashman would tell him to keep – tell you to keep him if you needed, like, a wide receiver four or a deep flex play. I mean, he's Would a you drop him for LaVisca? Oh, God. And he needs, like, no question. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Um, is, can, can, can we just drop Denzel Mims? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of guys. I think you. I think in a deep league, you could also keep your eye on him. But yeah, I think there's plenty of guys you could pick up over Denzel Mims. What do we do with Cam Akers? Sounds like it's just rib cartilage, and he's day to day, so you keep him, right? What do we do with Benny Snell? Trade him to the James Conner owner. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I. And Chase Edmonds. Trade him to the Drake owner. What if you can't? And you really want to pick somebody up? 
I think you're playing with fire, man. I don't want to. I don't want to have a disaster with that backfield, man. That's too. If if Drake goes down, it's it, it's it, it could be wheels up for Chase Edmonds, yeah. man. It's yeah. Too good of a team. You want to be tied to that thing. You can't take the risk. And see, I mean, and one thing that we should say is if you have a backup quarterback or a backup tight end, and if you're asking these questions about dropping guys like Edmonds, you're 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 doing it wrong. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be dropping a a running back or a wide receiver when you have a backup tight end or a backup quarterback or drop your kicker, drop your kicker and pick up a guy. So you can at least get a little more information over the next few days. So you can make really sure who it is. You yeah. have to drop if it's a tough decision or it gives you time to try to make a trade and clear up that roster spot. Yeah. That's a good call. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. To me, he's droppable. Adrian Peterson. Droppable if you need to. And Boston Scott. Droppable. Get him the hell out of here. (laughs) See you later, Boston Scott.